You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 1960s Reboot Podcast, the only podcast that reviews and reboots a classic 1960s TV series for today's audience. This show is brought to you by the Electronic Media Collective and Down Studio. I'm your host, Matt D., and today we have a special guest, all the way from Moose's Monster Mash, the one, the only, Moose. How you doing today, Moose? Very good. Very, very good. Yeah, whatever. I'm doing pretty good. Well, any listeners who listened to the uh, British Invasion episode might remember you from showing up on the Saint episode. But all our new listeners, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find you? Well, you can also find me at over at electronicmediacollective.com. Uh, and yeah, Moose's Monster Mash. I have the monthly horror show. I interview either celebrity or local guests, and we talk about different horror movies each month my one year is coming my uh one year anniversary is coming up this october I have a big show planned for that uh but yeah that's uh, that's pretty much it or you know if you're interested in the lighter side of things check out bullspit with moose also on the electronic media collective so fun times all the way around totally totally and um, as a listener of Moose's Monster Mash, I, I recommend listening to the Belly Lugosi episodes that Moose did. If I remember right, Belly Lugosi turned, uh, just turned 100. Uh, I think it was 90. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, he had just had a birthday. And yeah, his, God, his family is so, so nice to talk to. His son is probably one of the nicest people I've ever had the pleasure of chatting with really tell me more and just super fun to just i mean so many stories cool that, that's so cool you're able to talk to belly lugosi's son and um his uh sister uh it? his uh granddaughter so bela bela jr's daughter oh okay well speaking of bela lugosi and his famous role as dracula um, over here at the Sissy's Reboot, you decided to hold on to that horror theme. And for this special Halloween episode, we're actually covering Dark Shadows, the classic 1960s and 70s uh, gothic soap opera. So we're going to start off here with a little bit of a quiz to kind of test Moose's knowledge of Dark Shadows. So we're going to do uh, a three-question quiz. So to start us off... Uh, Here's our first question. The interior of Collinwood Mansion was built in a studio in New York City. The exterior was a real house. What state was that house located in? Uh, let's go Maine. Nope. Even though the series was set in Maine, it was actually a house in Newport, Rhode Island. Ah, so close. 
<laughs> now, the house was called Collinwood Mansion. Uh, it was originally called something else. Do you know what that name was? Nope. It, it was it was pretty cheesy. They used to call it the Collins House. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the Collins House. <laughs> That's so white bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last question. Nancy Barrett portrayed seven characters on the series. Out of those seven, Barnabas bit how many? Let's go with three. Ooh, close. It's actually four. And you know, I find it funny that, you know, as extensive as the characters are, they had one actress playing seven different characters. I mean, that's pretty easy when it comes to casting, but I mean, come on. A piece of trivia for you. Do you know why it's called a soap opera? Um, because they would have soap commercials in it during the day when most women were watching TV. Basically, it goes back to the 30s and 40s uh, from when there were radio and early TV spots geared towards uh, housewives. And most of them were sponsored by uh, soap companies. So all the dramas and everything were sponsored by soap companies, therefore being coined soap operas. Ah, and let me guess, the... um. The ads were pretty derogatory towards uh, towards women. Um, hey, ladies, you want to get your whites whiter and your colors more vibrant? Use borax or some such thing. Or the ever popular, you know, Calgon, take me away. True. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of soap operas, you know that or soap, uh, you need water for that. And for water, we like to dive right into things. So let's go ahead and. Dive right into Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows is an American Gothic television soap opera that originally aired weekdays on the ABC Television Network. From June 27, 1966 to April 2, 1971, the show depicted the lives, loves, trials, and tribulations of the wealthy Collins family of Collinsport, Maine, where a number of supernatural occurrences takes place. The series became popular when Vampire... Barnabas Collins, played by Jonathan Frid, appeared 10 months into its run, which actually becomes apparent on the current Tubi run because they cut out everything before Barnabas uh, appears. Like every episode that runs before Barnabas doesn't exist. Yeah, I think that's because they realized that it was boring without a central. Yeah, no vampire, no show. Yeah. Uh, it would also feature ghosts and werewolves, zombies, man-made monsters, and witches. Dark Shadows was distinguished by distinguished. I'm sorry, by its vividly melodramatic performances, atmospheric interiors, memorable storylines, numerous dramatic pot, plot twists, adventurous music score, broad cosmos of characters, and heroic adventures. The other thing that really set that show apart was. The intro every week, or uh-huh. every episode, I'm sorry, um, had the uh, had a recap at the beginning of every episode that wasn't like the montage intro. It was a very subtle, like, uh, diary intro by 
Miss Winters. Hmm. And it, uh, you know, it it recapped what happened in the previous show, kind of give you a little bit to the next show without going into previously on Dark Shadows. And it was was a very nice, subtle uh, segue each, each episode, which really set it apart from other shows at the of the era. Do you think they might've got that idea from Bram Stoker's Dracula? Because the entire novel was written as, as journal entries, like a third person journal or first person journal entry of, of the events that took place. See, I'm, I was wondering because yeah, it was very much every episode starts with like a journal entry and it, just does a brief recap of like, I think the third episode, it's like the man who disappeared into the night is still missing. And no, the violent man, I apologize. The violent man who disappeared into the night is still missing. And you can be sure that wherever he is, violence is bound to occur. And it kind of goes into the episode. So it, it gives you that sense of foreboding for the new episode. And it still lets you know that this guy that, disappeared is this is still gone and they have no clue what happened right like a werewolf sitting at their feet yeah (laughs) sorry dark shadows found its demographic niche in the teenage teenagers coming home from school in time to watch the show at 4 p.m eastern 3 p.m central where it aired for almost all of its network run it became one of ABC's first daytime shows to actually win the ratings for its time slot. However, it started to wane after knocking out several different shows across the networks. To help spice up the show and win back its popularity, the show introduced Barnabas and moved to a 3.30 central time slot. It's a really weird time slot for the show. Any show, really. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm kind of jaded these days because that's news you know, yeah that, that's the news hour I just I, I can't imagine any live action show being at the uh you know 330 time slot that's just strange yeah uh it, it does it's just seem a little odd I mean I, I realized that they were targeting the, the, the teenage demographic you know the kids have just gotten home from high school and you know, they pop on the TV and they sit in front of it for like the next hour and a half to basically veg out before having to do their homework or listen to mom and dad say, hey, go do your homework. Um, but yeah, it's like nowadays, I don't think there's really anything on at 3.30 other than news. Yeah. I, I should it, say on broadcast television. Yeah, so that's, you know. that's early afternoon news. Yeah. It's just before Jeopardy and, uh, and Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Uh, the series reached its peak in popularity during a storyline set in the year 1897, broadcast from March of 1969. By the end of May, Dark Shadows was ABC's most popular soap opera. By late 69, it was reaching between 7 and 9 million viewers on any given day. However, after the storyline... The series began to lose its viewers as the story turned to Barnabas having to deal with being a pawn of a greater power. Coupled with 
new shows available on other networks and parents disliking the amount of blood and dark shadow in the dark shadows movie it wasn't long before dark shadows felt the cold stake of cancellation dun 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 However, that wasn't the complete end of Dark Shadows. In 1991, there was a revival TV series that lasted less than one season. Then in 2004, there was a TV series pilot that was developed by the WB Television Network. But the series never left the coffin. Then in 2012, there was a big-budget movie starring Johnny Depp as Barnabas Collins. This focused on the vampire's ability to adjust to the modern day. So, did you see this movie? Yeah. What do you think of it about it? It was more of a wacky comedy. Uh-huh. Uh interesting. Um which is cool. I mean the okay. Now I grew up on the remake. My my first my first introduction to Dark Shadows was the uh remake in ninety one. Okay. Yeah, I watched that uh with my mom in the evenings. And that Kind of, that one played more as uh like a interview to the interview with a vampire kind of love letter to Lestat style. Um which is cool. It worked for you know, it, it kind of worked for the time, except obviously it didn't because it didn't make it a full season. Right. Um and then you get the Johnny Depp movie. And it focused more on how uh, Barnabas would interact with modern times, which even the original show didn't focus on. It just kind of threw him back into modern, you know, threw him back into society. And here we are in 2012, and there's all this technology that he has to figure out how to work with. And so... A comedy is the route to take, but I think where it failed was it was an over-the-top comedy, and it wasn't set up as, you know, I don't think people were expecting a comedy. Right. They were probably expecting more of the gothic or soap opera feel. Yeah. Then, in September of 2019, the CW was in talks with Mark B. Perry to develop a series called Dark Shadows Reincarnation. It is unknown that it is unknown what the final decision was the ser- was on the series. On a final note, the audio drama company Big Finish has produced continued tales of Dark Shadows. It's a great series to check out. You know, anytime you want some new stories and adventures of the Collins family. So, because the series has a laundry list of characters, Went through this. I went through the series, and I kind of picked out some key characters that that seemed to be ones that we wanted to cast. And um, prior to starting the show, as you had said, was that there's maybe two or three actors or actresses that we cast for the show, and then it would all pretty much be monster of the week, character of the week kind of thing. Um, so feel free to stop me if you didn't cast one and then um, I'll just kind of give a quick synopsis of that character and maybe an idea of what that character, what, what an actor would portray for that. Um, so, but uh, since you're our guest host today, 
I figured I would let you start off with talking about um, Barnabas Collins and um, the gentleman who portrayed Barnabas, Mr. Jonathan Fripp. Uh, Jonathan did a really good job with, uh, Barnabas, this, uh, vampire who wasn't a van. Well, okay. Yeah. He was a vampire, but wasn't called a vampire till got, I think two seasons in, it was just kind of implied. Um, and you know, he's there to protect his family. He's, uh, you know, he, he's he's very much the archetypal vampire, which was great, and just that very stoic vampire. And th- there was a little bit of humor in him, right? But he was still very, you know, posh, right? And with that in mind, if I were going to redo this. The, the person I would have play him would be Peter Capaldi. <laughs> um, I think he could carry that. I, I really think he could walk that line very well between, you know, just the serious, I'm here to protect every, I mean, he, it's basically playing the doctor, just less science and more science fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can see that, you know, and it, he does, you know, with his first appearance as, as the Doctor, he had um, his his costume kind of looked a little bit like a gothic looking costume. Yeah. So yeah, I I I could definitely see um, Peter Capaldi playing playing your Barnabas. I wanted to go with somebody who kind of looks a little. A little bit like Jonathan Frid. Um, and I went with an actor named Eric Balfour. Um, he was in the TV show Haven. Hmm. Familiar with that show. But he kind of has like this strong jaw structure that kind of gives that that meeting man look to him. Um, and he kind of played a bit of a nefarious kind of character in Haven. So I think he can kind of play a little bit of a vampire um, archetype for the show. Yeah, that that would definitely work. Uh, after Barnabas, uh, next up is Doctor Julia Hoffman, um, and she's she was a, uh, a tough as nails doctor. Um, she came into the family to help out uh, Victoria. Victoria, oh man, I'm, I'm getting confused the characters, but yeah, I think it was she came in to help out Victoria because um, she was. She had like a confusing backstory, or was that? It's really confusing if you pick it up now because you miss half of it. Yeah, <laughs> she's a tough. Oh, sorry, she was helping Maggie Evans. Um, yeah, so it gets confusing because there's a lot of characters in the series. Like again, it's a, it's a soap opera. Every character had you know several different plots going on, and you know one character was the reincarnation of Barnas, Barnabas's previous um uh, lover from a different time period and then when he typed up yeah things got really confusing so if i if i screw up a, a name on this i apologize but um yeah so back to dr julia Hoffman. like i said she's the toughest nails uh psychiatric psychiatric doctor 
she was there to help out um, Maggie Evans, who who had um, a rough time. She had a lot of like amnesia, and she went kind of crazy. And so, um, in investigating everything, Doctor Hoffman was trying to discover uh, Barnabas's secret as a vampire. So she kind of she kind of fits the Abraham Van Helsing to Dracula character. Um, but again, she's, you know, she's this female tough as nails kind of, kind of doctor. So I wanted to go with somebody kind of unique, somebody that, that can kind of portray a tough as nails, um, uh, really. And I thought of, uh, Thandi Newton. She's a British actress. She was in, uh, Mission Impossible 2. Um, I think she was in the TV show Burn Notice. She was also in the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, so that's kind of what I was thinking of for a uh, for a Dr. Julia Hoffman. I can't think of her name. The short lady from uh, I think it's NCIS. Um, she looks like the seamstress from The Incredibles. Oh yeah, she. I think she even did the voice for the seamstress from The Incredibles. She could play that role. Yeah, yeah. She she kind of has that um, Dr. Ruth. Voice yeah. Too. So, yeah. So, I mentioned Victoria Winters. Um, so, we'll go ahead and pick up with her. Now, Victoria Winters was played by a woman named Alexandra Isles, which just kind of sounds like a made-up name. But uh, Victoria, um, she's one that has a confusing history. Um, she was left at an orphanage in 1946, she was raised there until she was like 18. Uh, she went to work there and um, offered a, as a job as a governess in, in Collinswood to help raise another um, Collins boy by the name of David, which we'll get into him a little later. She learns her real family history and that she's actually the granddaughter or the daughter to um, the matriarch, uh, Elizabeth. And then she eventually time travels because Dark Shadow's soap opera. Why not throw in time travel? So she time travels to 1792, and she ultimately meets an untimely fate. So yeah, they had time travel, werewolves, vampires, you name it, they threw it in there. A wizard did it. It was all magic. For Victoria, um, were you able to the cast of Victoria? or? Oh, for Victoria, I would go with an unknown. Oh, okay. Um, well, I I kind of pulled from the Doctor Who um, lineup, and whereas you went with Peter Capaldi, I went with his assistant, Jenna Coleman, as a Victoria Winters, just because she kind of has that time-traveling acting chops. <laughs> that Most of my cast seems to be of English actors and actresses. Nothing wrong with that. So, <laughs> yeah. So before we jump into the next one... Why don't you uh, tell me who do you have next cast? And then we'll just go to that one. Uh, the only other one that I really found somebody for was Elizabeth. And that's because she was the uh, matriarch of the house. So she was kind of a key player, if you will. And I mean, she was just as important to the show as Barnabas was. So it's like, okay, you kind of need her. Because she's, you know, she's running the house at this point. 
And she seemed kind of stuffy and had that very, you know, I'm an elite uh, one percenter uh, feel about her. And I went with uh, Judith Light. Uh, nice. And not because of her performance from uh, Who's the Boss, but she was in the uh, Dallas remake back in uh, a few years back. And she played uh, this really evil rich woman. And it, it just kind of came off the same way. And it's like, that that's it's the same character. You know, it's like, that's, that's her. Nice. You could do an entire Who's a Boss reunion. You could, you could make, you know, Roger Collins, Tony Danza. Yeah. Is, is, is Mona still alive? No, I think she passed. No. Make her, make her Angelique, the, the evil witch that wanted to um, marry Barnabas. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny how you, you said Judith Light would make a, a an excellent Elizabeth Collins, um, just because of the way she portrayed a, a, a snooty billionaire oil matriarch. Um, I went a little similar. Uh, I went with an actress who can kind of play bitch, and I went with uh, Mariska Haggerty from Law and Order, SVU. CSI, I, I can't remember. One of those procedural, but Marisha, Marisha Haggerty, she's she's tough and she she can portray a character that is is you know uh, not afraid to tell you what, what what the truth is. Nice. I had to get a picture of her in my head. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know it's it's, it's funny. We're we're talking about a visual medium. Referring to characters that you see, but yet we're in audio format. Maybe it's time to move up to YouTube. <laughs> start slapping pictures in. Anyway, uh, I'll give just a since you didn't cast, you weren't able to cast anyone else just because of the, the amount of characters. So yeah, everybody else is pretty much just ancillary, where you can throw. I mean, they had, like you said, one actress play seven people. Yeah. They didn't even have the the casting figured out. No. So it it would be interesting to see you can the ensemble cast could be phenomenal. And it'd be fun to just take some of the best ensemble workers in the business and put them on the show. Yeah, I mean like the characters we didn't look at were uh Willie Loomis and uh, um, his friend right at the beginning of the Barnabas storyline. Oh, right, right. The guy that actually opened, discovered the coffin of Barnabas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of the key to the whole Barnabas uh, situation. Yeah. Now, I don't have anybody in mind for that, but the the character development for it is... You have to have somebody who's kind of good at playing slimy and sneaky and just 
like you look at him and just oozes just yeah because he has to come across as somebody you just can't stand because i mean his whole character he's the one that he, he finds barnabas while he's trying to rob another grave i mean he's not a likable guy no he's not i mean if i was to cast him and i, I don't know if this guy will be working anytime soon um i'd pick hartley sawyer <laughs> Well, he definitely uh, oozes. <laughs> Just be yourself. Exactly. <laughs> For those of you not in the know, Hartley Sawyer played Ralph Digby on um, Adventures of the Flash. He will not be returning because of things that he had said and tweeted. So. Editors just know we do not uh, we do not support anything that Harley Sawyer may have said. <laughs> they announced today their plans on to on how to write him out of the show. So <laughs> they're not even recasting him. The character's gone. <laughs> All right. Well, since I really since we really can't talk very much more about casting more people. Um, why don't we go ahead and take a look at what a Dark Shadows would look like in modern day television? I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to you, Moose, if you can, if you want to kind of give me a little bit of an idea of what you would think would make for a great um, modern day retelling of Dark Shadows. All right. I want to do a shot for shot remake. Okay. Um, cut out some of the characters. Just dial it. I mean, just bare bones the characters. Strictly to like Colin's family. Trim off a lot of that fat. You know, trim it down to Colin's family. And obviously, you have to have something to protect them from. Focus on, you know, Barnabas coming into the real world, but still play it as part of what I liked about the original show is it, it doesn't have that like soap opera feel in that the you know i'm having your baby no i'm having your baby come back tomorrow see who's having the baby bum, 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 bum. you know with the cheesy music and all that i mean it had good it had a good score it had a good story it had all i mean it had all the elements to run along the same lines as you know a universal or a hammers horror film uh-huh just in shorter increments. Yeah. So you take all the same bare bones aspects and just bring it into the modern age and do what, you know, yeah, have Barnabas deal with modern times, but have him take it at more of a realistic face value than, oh, I don't know how to work a cell phone. (laughs) You know, I mean, it, that's an overplayed trope. I have trouble working a cell phone. <laughs> and, you know, I've grown up with cell phones. They just change too damn fast. <laughs> you know, it, it's... 
by the time I've figured one model out, I'm two models behind. So it doesn't make sense to work that into a movie. So just, I mean, okay, cars would be something new. So mass transit, um, television, that's obviously something that he could work with. And just, you know, the simple things that aren't changing at such a rapid speed. And they're not the main plot devices. They're just, you know, subplots. Just, oh, what's this? What's a TV? You know, and then you continue on with the story. And in the process, he kind of figures out, oh, TV's not real. You know, and kind of go that route. But otherwise, I'd pretty much keep it just the same. Right. Just trim it down a lot. Cool. So yeah, you, you said you set yours in the, in the modern day then. Okay. Um, I had basically a similar principle. I, I think I would definitely get rid of a lot of the, the extra characters. I would, I would trim it down to just like the family and maybe a few guest actors or actresses to kind of come in is that that way they can get more of the, the drama of the soap opera. Um, I mean, there's a character in the series that we kind of didn't talk about and that's, um, Angelique. And she was kind of like this witch that, that Barnabas, you know, was trying to avoid, but she loved him. And she, I think she, if I remember, she was the one that cursed him to become a vampire. Again, my, my history on the show is a dollar great. Only what I've looked up at Wikipedia and a few episodes I've watched on Tubi. Um, but I would definitely. Well, in all fairness, there's over 1200 episodes. Yes, yes, there is. It's like the, the longest running soap opera maybe next to general hospital maybe general hospital beyond that i don't know i would definitely want to bring her in as tension between the barnabas character and his family protecting his family from her um which if i remember right that's kind of what they did in the johnny depp movie but um yeah i want to kind of throw things way out there and instead of setting it in modern times or setting in the 1960s I want to shoot it way out into the future. I want Barnabas Collins to wake up um, in space. So it's dark shadows in space. Vampires in space. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm, I'm like, okay, so what, what can we do? Well, how about he, the Collins family is actually, um, on Mars, and they are in charge of a water plant. You know, they're the ones that are mining the ice caps to provide water to the new civilization. And Barnabas's ancestral home was brought to Mars for some odd reason, and they rebuilt it from every stone or every wood veneer, whatever they had in you know the mansion. And they brought the crypt with them because, hey, we're leaving Earth and we need to go to a new planet. So they brought the crypt with them. And as usual, somebody discovers his body, wakes him up, and boom, now he's in space on Mars as a vampire. The plot. Are you ends. not a fan of Dark Shadows? That would be the death knell for Dark Shadows. I mean, look at all the franchises <laughs> that have done an in space. Jason X, dead. Leprechaun in space, dead. 
I mean, as soon as something goes <laughs> to space, it is done. Never heard from again. You know, it's it's not that I don't like Dark Shadows, but I want to do a twist. Something different. Something new, you know? Uh, and who knows? Maybe we can even get, you know, Elon Musk to sponsor this. Because everybody knows that Elon Musk is from Mars. And he's from somewhere. Um, Before I forget, did you know that... Uh, Jonathan Frid and I think it was Joan Bennett were both in uh, the 2012 movie. No, I did not know that. Yeah, they played uh, guests in uh, one of the scenes where the Collins had like this big uh, party. Nice. You know, it's it's always cool to see when the remakes like bring back somebody like like a, a central actor just as, as a little cameo. So that's pretty much what I have for Dark Shadows. Is there anything else you want to uh, mention about the longest running gothic soap opera in existence? It's on Tubi. It's free. Go watch it. Yes. Go watch it. Uh, The 91 remakes on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. 2012 DVD is probably available at your local Blockbuster 08. For like two bucks, <laughs> go buy it, watch it. <laughs> go, check the, go check the Walmart $5. Go check out Big Finish. They have tons of stories exactly. from everything. Exactly. And hey, if you want to see other Big Finish stuff, go check out their Avengers. Check out their Doctor Who. Big Finish is great for big stories. Well, folks. That's... The big fin- oh. say big stories that never finish. <laughs> yes. Well, folks, that's all we have tonight for Dark Shadows. Moose, I want to thank you for joining me on this special Halloween episode of the 60s Reboot as we discussed Dark Shadows. Well, it's my pleasure. If other people want to be scared by horror and monster movies and anything that goes bump in the night, where can they go to listen to that? You come see me at Moose's Monster Mesh on electronicmediacollective.com. Or on Twitter at Moose Media Inc. I'm Eddie, and I want to thank you all again for listening. If you want to see listen to more episodes of the 60s Reboot Podcast, check out the EMC Podcast Network, um, or check out our webpage at the emcpod.net slash 60s Reboot, as well as Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox. And you can follow the show on Twitter at 60s Reboot. And hey, if you like 60s television shows and you got your own idea of what you want to recast, feel free to email the show at 60sreboot at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and have a very spooky Halloween. <laughs>
Your cuckoo clock right. is fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh I need to reset it. Alright, let's see. 